Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Neil Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. Today, we're going to be talking about contemporary poet Sarah Borjas. Sarah Borjas was born and raised in Fresno, California. The Central Valley of California has been the birthplace of many famous poets and writers, from Philip Levine to Gary Soto. Though Borjas sees herself as part of this collection of Fresno poets, she has also said that her work does not tend to be influenced so strongly by them because most of them are male. Fresno's landscape comes up frequently in her writing. For example, she conflates her descriptions of her family's physical features with natural imagery in the lines. My grandfather's big teeth, wide canyon mouth, cheek like hot empty plains, and a desert begins in my mother's throat and ends in mind. Mostly, though Borja's subject matter focuses on the interior and the intimate, my poetic landscape is the house. It's the kitchen, the linoleum floor, the grout my mother can't clean, she said in an interview with Electric Literature. Borjas comes from a Mexican-American family and identifies as Draconix and a derogatory term that I do not think is appropriate for me as a black woman to say, but this term was originally coined by Mexican immigrants to describe whitewashed, assimilated, third or fourth generation Mexican-Americans. While the criticism is meant to deride them from their loss of cultural understanding, Borjas said in an interview with the LA Review of Books that she has reclaimed the term because I can't lose what I never had, which is Spanish, and also my indigeneity. I'm of a colonized people. So my heritage was taken from us hundreds of years ago. I'm accepting it as an identity and as a source of power, which I think a lot of black people as well can relate to Borjas and the fact that a lot of black people have reclaimed the n-word so I completely understand what she's saying about taking that word and using it as a source of power you know you're reclaiming that derogatory term back you're giving it a source of power for your community I really love that she never felt any particular shame around the word because she sees the people who use it disparagingly as shaming her for replacing one colonizer's language with another. Sarah says that growing up, her parents tried to protect her by distancing them from their background. They didn't teach their children Spanish, and they didn't pack them Mexican food for lunch because they had experienced discrimination, violence, and racism for those very things. Borjas still sees Chaconic's culture as central to her life and her writing, however. 
Her writing centers around identity, family, colonialism, and gender and intersectionality. She unpacks taboo subjects from within her family, like alcoholism, and within her community, such as the gender norms that she felt were upheld in her upbringing. Sarah said that she had to unlearn the gendered model of love that she learned from her parents and from her Latinx community, a love based on expectations that the male should be the provider and the female should be the server, a conception of love that she is working on decolonizing. She sees exploring her lineage and generational trauma through her writing as necessary to really understand who she is. Sarah doesn't just write about her family and her background. She has also written a series based on the Greek myth of Narcissus. She sees that the series as a natural outgrowth of her Western literary education, but also as an attempt to defy expectations that she writes about Mexican mythology, like La Llorona, and as a means of challenging the canyon of classics, a colonial inheritance. Borjas writes with a wry poetic voice, which she attributes to the way she grew up speaking. I think I'm just a shit talker, and that honestly is how my family shows love. We call each other out, all sneaky style, she said. In terms of form, Borja's collection uses marginalia, little annotations that litter the sides of the page, providing commentary on her own work. Doing so also adds a complexity, a layering effect to her poetry. Sarah Borjas received her BA in English Literature from Fresno State and her MFA in Creative Writing from UC Riverside. She worked closely with fellow Fresno poet Juan Felipe Herrera, and her writing makes reference to a variety of Latinx poets including Natalie Diaz, Marcelio Castillo Hernandez, Eduardo Corral, Jose Olivares, Natalie Center Zapico, J. Michael Martinez, and Angel Garcia. Her debut collection, Heart Like a Window, Mouth Like a Cliff, was published in 2019. Her writing has appeared in Plowshares, The Adret Journal, The Rampus, Poet a Day by the Academy of American Poets, Alta, and The Offing, among others. Borjas was named one of Poets and Writers' 2019 debut poets and was a 2017 Canto Mundo Fellow. She is a three-time Pushcart Prize nominee and a recipient of an American Book Award and Blue Mesa Poetry Prize. She currently lives in Los Angeles and teaches in the creative writing department at her alma mater, UC Riverside. Now, I'm going to share with you one of Borja's poems entitled Lies I Tell, a poem about family inheritance, femininity and image and memory and the past. The poem's title and end negate throughout the entire poem, the repeated declaration, that is the truth. So here's Sarah Borja's poem entitled Lies I Tell. A woman has a window in her face. That is the truth. I look like my mother. That is the truth. 
I want to tell you I'm not like her. That is the truth. I am ashamed walking in a woman's body. That is the truth. I wish to take back everything I say. That is the truth. A window can be a mirror. It can also be a door. That is the truth. As a girl, my mother slept in a shack with no windows and one door. That is the truth. My grandma would slam windows truth. My mother's hands are stronger than God truth. We often use fruit to describe a bruise like plum or blackberry truth. My mother's window blackberried truth. My mother's door peached truth. She loves peaches. That is the truth. My father could not stand them in our house. That is the truth. We had three doors and nine windows in our house. That is the truth. A woman has a face in her window truth. A father has a window, but I don't know where it is truth. What burrows is the peach fuzz, he said. That is the truth. I have never been close enough to a peach to eat one truth. The worst things last on the skin truth. I don't like not having things truth. My father has one door, but I can't find it truth. Not all windows open. That is the truth. One night, I see my father crying in the yard, head in his hands. That is the truth. I make things up that I want for myself. That is the truth. Guys, I'm at a lost for words. I don't even know where to start with this poem. Um, I guess the most important thing to say is that this poem is deep. It is powerful. It is very, very meaningful. Um, I think what really, you know, stood out to me was how Borja started the poem. A woman has a window in her face then goes on throughout the poem to then say a window can be a mirror it can also be a door then goes we often use fruit to describe a bruise like plum or blackberry then goes my mother's window blackberried guys what oh my gosh that is just so powerful she's basically saying that her mother's window, her mirror, her reflection is bruised. Her mother has dealt with abuse. So when she is essentially looking at herself, she sees bruises, she sees trauma, she sees abuse. Just absolutely powerful. Um especially when she says i look like my mother i want to tell you i am not like her i think 
you know, as I said earlier in the podcast is that she's trying to break out of the generational trauma that her family has gone through, the things that her family has, you know, kind of taught her from the way, you know, racism and violence has really shaped their family. She is breaking out of that trauma. And that's why she's saying like, yes, I may look like my mother, but I'm not like her. I'm breaking out of those generational chains. I'm becoming a new me, a new person. I'm embracing who I am as a person. That right there is so, so powerful. Um, I just truly love this poem and I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Sarah Borjas. Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!